Hello there, you're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Wednesday the 9th of June. I'm joined today by Lauren Fuller, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Hi Lauren, how are you doing today? Hi Peter, I'm doing well. My hair's a bit outruly, but um, a bit wild, but hey, apart from that, I'm good. <laughs> we, all, we all have unruly hair days. Um, you know, I mean, my, my hair is shorter than yours, but, um, <laughs> but you know, it does happen all the same. Um, anyway, um, right. So just we wanted to dive in today. Uh, and I think that, you know, we had a, a sort of pre, uh, pre podcast call and, um, both really agreed, um, that we like the EV stories today from Watson's, uh, from Watson's daily. I mean, which, which one was, um, one that you, you, um, you were particularly interested in? For me, it was um, the batteries and the difficulties with recycling them because, Mm -hmm. I mean, if I was to buy an electric vehicle, I'd buy it because it's known for being better for the environment. I mean, they're also cheaper to run in the long run in terms of servicing and insurance. So they do have lots of other benefits. But for me, the main reason would be the environment. And now they're not that great for the environment. It would sort of throw me off from... Hmm. I mean, I'm not even in a position to buy a car right now. Mm-hmm. I already have one, but yeah. Is that um, is it a uh, is it a gas guz- guzzling four by four? No, it's um, a fifty-nine plate mini one graphite edition. So it's just oh, a one point four. Nice, nice. Okay, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, yeah. So I mean. You know, it, it, it is interesting, isn't it? I mean, everyone buys these things um, wanting to be better for the environment and things. But, you know, nothing is really 100 um, percent saintly, um, I, I, I think. I mean, it's, it's a bit like this with um, ESG investing, I think. I mean, just to take a slight tangent at the moment mm-hmm. um, is that, um, you know, in theory, people think ESG, great, brilliant. OK, we're going to be good to the environment. But then. You know, you could almost make a case against almost any um, company for being, you know, um, uh, bad to the environment. So, I mean, for instance, you could you you could I mean, there are obvious ones like gun manufacturers or um, or let's say tobacco companies where people go, well, I don't want to encourage people to kill each other um, either by by bullets or or by via tobacco. Um, But um, but then on the other hand, there are various companies uh, in gray areas as well you know so um so say something like tesla looks great in theory because it makes electric vehicles which are better for the planet but then on the other hand um you know it it, it takes up a lot of space where in, in its gigafactories which is arguably not great for the environment then there's the other thing as well of of um of of the batteries and the batteries themselves aren't particularly great for the environment and then you think how much electricity must a gigafactory use so all these kinds of things they chip away at the initial sort of saintly um uh, outward appearance of of such a company similarly with these so going back to it in terms of this particular story you know you've got you've got these um, raw materials which are in short in increasingly short supply mm-hmm. um, like lithium like uh, like cobalt or well I don't know in terms of shortness of supply but they, I mean there are some there's a bit of that but also the fact that they 
you can only get them from certain parts of the of the of the of the globe um it's all difficult um so i mean i so um i think with with regards to this what they're trying to do there's a trend for battery manufacturers to try to use uh more plentiful materials to replace the materials or to use less of the materials that are becoming more scarce but the problem is is that when they get recycled they get the the manufacturers will get less money from it because they're using less valuable stuff and then the incentive to actually recycle um, these batteries becomes less so i mean i don't know do you do you what, what, what do you think of that I mean, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, I mean, knowing that the batteries weren't that great would be an an incentive for me to avoid an electric vehicle, but I don't think that would be the case for for other people. I mean, recycling is something that's very important to me as well, so if the prospects of that wasn't there, then I'd just be like, oh, no, thank you. But, I mean, they don't pay congestion charges either, Mm. Um, Mm. so I don't think all too many people would be too bothered by it. I think it's just me coming from sort of the environment and ethics officer perspective i'm like oh no thanks mm. yeah it's interesting it is interesting though isn't it it is interesting this stuff mm. i mean the the um the other thing that was sort of related that i thought was was uh, a pretty cool story this morning was um a story regarding a company called wooling um which is um which which is proving to be one of its vehicles which is a a mini um electric vehicle um, is proving to be very popular in China. Um, and the, one of the major reasons for it is because it only costs $4,500 versus a Tesla Model 3, um, which costs $39,000 in China. Now, it's of, it's more um, before everyone sort of says anything, that's in China. They make them cheaper there because I, I believe that they use uh, locally sourced batteries and obviously they make it in you know they've they've got their uh, gigafactory in shanghai as well um but anyway yeah basically um this wooling thing is uh, uh is is a very uh is you know is is perfectly serviceable it's small um it's you know but it's got it's got le- it, it's it's battery is less powerful but it's lighter uh, range is lower, you know that kind of thing. But it's still perfectly serviceable, and it seems like it would be a, a perfectly reasonable option um, in, especially in a in an urban setting. Um, I mean, it does remind me a bit of of, of I my um, had had a couple of bosses. Well, I say a couple of bosses. They um, they were married. Um, so one was Aww. was actually my boss, and they were married. Although weirdly, you. No one really realised if they didn't know them because they kept their separate names um, in work. They mm-hmm. sat opposite each other, but you'd never know. You would never know that they were oh. married. And some people they would just yeah. But anyway, um, they used to they used to come in in um, in these uh, electric vehicles uh, called at the time. This is about twenty years ago. Well, no, no, not quite that long ago, but about fifteen years ago. They're called G Wiz. Um, and these G Wiz things, um, you used to see a lot of them in, uh, as we used to call it, hedge fund alley um, in, in the West End, where there were loads of hedge fund managers and things, because they were um, trying to be uh, eco-friendly and things. Um, 
And uh, anyway, yeah, these gee whiz things, they were they were very short. They looked like um, something that Post and Pat would drive, uh, especially if you got a red one. Um, but they had this unique thing because they were so short in terms of length that you could actually drive them and park them uh, head first into the pavement, which sounds dangerous, doesn't it? But what I mean is, so if you saw the, the pavement in front of you, instead of parallel parking, you could just drive straight into it. And then when you wanted to leave and you obviously you, you know, you pull out, although having said that, you'd have to leave yourself enough room because otherwise you wouldn't be able to open the doors, would you? So yeah. um, but, um, I don't think any of them had sunroofs. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean, I, it does remind me of one of those kinds of cars. And, you know, if you're living in a in a uh, in an urban place or you don't and you don't have to go really far, let's say your commute is like 10 miles or 20 miles or something, you don't need anything big and flash. And so um, so I think it's, I wonder whether this could be something of interest um, to people and whether actually, you know, cheap and very cheerful is is the way to go i mean i don't know i mean you said that you weren't in in the market for a vehicle at the moment but if let's say you were offered a you know you uh, a, a cute um uh you know five grand car um that let's say had i don't know 180 mile range or something would you would you be tempted by that do you think i mean I think I definitely would be tempted by it because my car is a 59 plate and it cost 4,500 yeah. um, as well. So, I mean, a brand new car for that price, I'm like, oh, that, that's nice. And the fact that it is electric as well is even better. I'm not um, too bothered about it like being fast. I'm quite a cautious driver anyway. Yeah. Um, but I think it would be a lot better than buying one of those sort of electric scooters. That, um, yeah. People, uh, I don't know whether people have been using them to commute currently because um, mm. most people still aren't back at work properly. Mm. Um, but I think if if I was working in the city, I'd definitely be interested in one of those. Cause, I mean, the reason I got the mini was because it was small and easy to park. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. it will definitely make things easier for the commute back to office. Yeah. No, I think it would be good. I mean, they, these kinds of things and. You know, at that sort of price, I think that I, I imagine that you could buy like a, you know, like a like a scooter, like a Vespa or something like that, um, that would take you in. But of course, um, if it's a car, uh, it's got a roof on it, so you're yeah. less likely to get wet, um, hopefully. And I mean, who who needs heating and air conditioning anyway when you can open the window uh, when it's too hot and uh, put, a, <laughs> put a coat on when it's too cold? And then, of course, for in in car entertainment. <laughs> There's always earpods, right? So I mean, um, all these kinds of things. I think it's 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 interesting that there is something at the other end of the market, and I wonder whether this is some this is something that other manufacturers could could get a piece of because mm. I think everyone seems to be concentrating on on the higher end. Um, so therein potentially lies um, a, uh, a, a an opportunity, maybe. Yeah, I agree. So, um, you know, at the moment, uh, Wuling is just selling in China, but it looks like it potentially um, could expand to Europe and the US as well. So, I mean, wouldn't that be quite interesting if that came? I don't know. 
they'd have to do a very good marketing campaign, I mm-hmm. think, because people would see that and be possibly mistrustful of something so cheap from a, a car company that they've never heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, so it might have to be that, you know, you might have to see other uh, other manufacturers uh, doing something similar um, before before that kind of thing catches on. But still, um, I think that this is this is a this is a good thing um, and uh, may may shake things up hopefully. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I think we'll leave it there for today. Um, I've actually got to go. I'm in a bit of a hurry today because I've got to go and get vaccinated. Um, so um, I'm I'm hoping that, that all all will be okay on that on that front. Um, just to uh, yeah, just nothing nothing. I'm not going to plug anything today. <laughs> um, I'm just going to leave it there and say um, thank you very much indeed, Lauren, for your time today, um, and also thank you all the listeners for listening to us um, and continuing to support this podcast. So I hope you found it useful. If you did, please leave us lovely, wonderful five star. Uh, uh, reviews and things uh, and other than that we'll um, we'll be back again tomorrow many thanks bye bye